0: Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIB events. I am André and with me, our basketball expert, Diogo Valent.
1: Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with you all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully, you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. Andrea, let us know, man. What are we talking about today?
0: Today, I have to start by thanking everybody that has been giving us feedback regarding our series of previews of the EuroLeague. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate all of our listeners. And if you are listening to the podcast for the first time, make sure to subscribe to it and make sure to follow us on Twitter at It's league so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. We are almost halfway through our series of previews of the all the EuroLeague teams, all the 18 EuroLeague teams. The episodes are coming out every day from Monday to Thursday, so you guys have plenty of time to listen to all of them. If you missed any of our first previews, you can go back and listen to those episodes as well. We have previewed already Olympiacos, Barcelona, Real Madrid and Monaco, and also Bayern Munich, Alba, Paratinaikos, and Aswell. Today, we will be talking about one of the teams that was one of the most enticing teams to watch last season and one of our favorite teams to watch last season. And they come back with uh, one that was the best backcourt of the early last season. Let's see if they are able to keep the title in this edition. They will have a lot of competition, as we had preview on our previous episodes. A lot episodes. of competition, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so today we talk about Maccabi Tel Aviv and Virtus. You ready to get into it?
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, these are two exciting teams uh, for different reasons, in my opinion, but uh, we'll get to that. So let's get it started.
0: Let's start with the players that left Maccabi Tel Aviv. Those were Hilliard, Jalen Adams, Alex Poitras, and Gerald Martin were some of the, the main the main names that left the team from last season. They kept the head coach Odette Katash after a very positive season last year, and they renewed most of their core players, like Lorenzo Brown, Wade Baldwin, John DiBartolomeo, Bonzi Colson, Josh Nibo, Roman Sorkin, and Jake Cohen. And before we get to the players that they arrive, how exciting it is that they were able to keep this core together and try to build on the good season that they had last year.
1: It's very exciting because, obviously, they were one of the most exciting teams to watch, one of the best home teams in the competition, if not the best, uh, I believe, the, that backcourt, like you said, uh, we had them as the best backcourt in the Euroleague last last season. This year, they're going to have a lot of competition, of course, but they're still at the top of that list uh, for now, at least. And then they still have guys like you said, Di Bartolomeo, Sorkin, which I think are like two of the best guys coming off the bench in the whole competition. So their core is very good. They they bring they they get some continuity, the same coach, the same core of guys. And they they get some nice additions, so let's get into them.
0: Let's talk about uh, those players that they were able to add. Besides adding Tamir Blatt, a guard that will help and give even more depth in the guard position to this team, Maccabi was able to add a wing player that uh, was one of the positions that they were looking to improve during this offseason in Antonius Cleveland, a player with NBA experience. Duke, do you think that Cleveland will be able to give Maccabi the consistency that they needed in the wing position?
1: I believe it's going to help them because uh, we talked about it last year. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I said that Maccabi would need uh, like a third consistent scorer because outside of Lorenzo and Wade Baldwin, sometimes you had Coulson, sometimes you had Jarrell Martin off the bench shooting the ball. I mean, I think it helps them to to have another wing player capable of scoring the ball, and I think Cleveland is that guy for them. Uh, There were some rumors early about Jordan McRae. I think he also would have been a very nice addition to this team, but I think Cleveland will get the job done and will help Maccabi elevate so I believe this was a very good signing for them.
0: I also think that Cleveland gives them some flexibility in another player that we just mentioned briefly on this episode, which is Bozzi Colson, and they will have some flexibility of going to smaller lineups where they will be able to play Lorenzo, Wade, or Di Bartolomeo, two of these three players with Cleveland and Colson, and one bigger for player. Sure, or- for sure, for sure. And that flexibility can be very important for them and very useful for them. Another player that will come into the mix in the forward positions is James Webb the third, a player that played for Valencia last season. Is James Webb the third the forward that you wanted to have seen? Maccabi adding,
1: he's not, he's not. And this is no knock on him as a player, of course. Uh, but I believe the a guy that would fit perfectly on this team with the core that they have would be. A guy like uh, uh, like we we talked about this, uh, a guy like Luke Sigma or uh, Matt Costello, and both of those guys were were mentioned as, as targets for Maccabi. Uh, unfortunately, that that didn't happen. Uh, I still think Wave can it can help them uh, in that front court rotation. He uh, can give them some rebounding and some inside scoring. But I do believe like a a nice passing four. For, with a high IQ, would have been the best option. Um, Sigma or Costello would have been the the best options for this slot, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think James Webb will be mostly about another depth piece for them to to have on those positions. And the player that will help them and will bring more consistency to this already very strong roster. Another player that is very well known from our listeners and from the EuroLeague followers from last season is their big man that they brought into this team, Jaziel Rivero. We know that he will bring physicality, he will be a good rebounder. Do you think that he will be able to add to this uh, group of big men with uh, Josh Nibu, Sorkin, Jake Cohen? They have more than enough uh, depth on this position and do you think that they were able to add a player like a a good rim protection that we spoke, that that was one of the things that they should be looking at adding for this season?
1: Yeah, I think this is definitely a a positive signing. uh, I believe... Rivero is the most important signing that they had on the front court uh, over Webb. Uh, But I do believe both of these guys are joining this team to add some depth in in that front court, joining, like you said, Sorkin, Cohen, and and Nebo. I think last year uh, they had Jarrell Martin, who could stretch the floor, but he was was very inconsistent. So I think these guys have the ability to be more consistent, even though they are not three-point shooters. But but I do believe they can help, especially rebounding-wise. And I think this Maccabi team is very complete this season.
0: You you are speaking about the uh, lack of uh, stretching big. how do you think that Maccabi will be playing this year and transitioning for what we expect from the, the team as a whole for next season after we spoke about the players that they brought in how do you think that uh, they will be uh, playing this season do you think they will play more small ball island in that direction, taking into account the players that uh, they brought in and how all these pieces can fit, do you think that we will still have that uh, that one two punch off the bench from the uh, Bartholomew and Sorkin that we so many times talked about last season and it was so important to them. What do you expect to see from uh, Odette Katash uh, the way that he will manage the team during this new EuroLeague season?
1: Well, even though I agree with you that uh, maybe some small ball lineups would work very nicely with this score, I don't know if he's going to go that route because now they have a, a pretty deep front court as far as fours and fives because last year they only had three, four guys and this year they have like five. So, I don't know if they're going to go the, the small ball route, but I do believe they they will play mostly with two of these bigs and Rivero can shoot a little from like a mid-range. So maybe he'll be at the four a lot, but I do think probably their best lineup would be, like you said before, with Colson at the four and probably, in my opinion, it would be Sorkin at the five. But uh, I, I trust Coach Katash to, to work it out, because last season, they started off very slow as well, and if they figure it out, because their their half-court offense was very stagnant, and there wasn't a lot of ball movement, it was just about one-on-one and athleticism, and I think this season, he also has to figure it out, because it's a different core, like you don't have that stretch four anymore in Jarrell Martin, so... You got to figure that part out, but I think he's going to be able to do it because he's shown he's shown his ability to be a, a great coach last year. So I believe he's going to work it out this season as well.
0: That certainly is not in question here. He showed last season that he is one of the elite coaches of the, the League and uh, we expect them once again to be able to, to perform at a very high level. With, with what concerns do you have about this uh, Maccabi team? For me, it comes down to. They could have added some more shooting in relation to what they had last season. And yes. I don't think they addressed that to, to a full extent.
1: For sure, shooting. Uh, and that's why I thought Mike Costello would have been one of the perfect guys to, to put on this team. Because he, he can shoot the ball very uh, at a very high level. Uh, and I think injuries as well. And I'm talking specifically about Wade Baldwin and Lorenzo. Because last season, the the way they started the season, like, one guy was injured, and when he came back, the other guy got injured. So if they are able to stay healthy for, for a whole season, I think this team can be very dangerous because, as we know, this team feeds off of what the, those two guys do. And they are the leaders and, of course, the best players on the team. So I, I believe they're going to go wherever these two guys take them. So I think if they stay healthy and maybe during the season if they can add a, a shooter at the four spot or the three spots, I believe that would be very important for them. So we'll see what happens. But but they're going to be a very good team
0: regardless. They are one one team that will be fighting for being on the Final Four. As we already know, there is a lot of competition for that. But they will be one of the teams in that mix. And I do agree with you. Lorenzo and Wade are the engines of this Maccabi team. And... um, it relies on them, they will be relying on them to, to be elevating their level, but they have the pieces around them to be able to be one of the top four teams of this edition of the league, and they have legit aspirations to reach that uh, top four. Let's move into Bologna and talk about Virtus. And we need to start with uh, probably the most recent new Re- news regarding this team, that is the hiring of Luca Banki but also Sergio Scariolo uh, leaving the team and uh, the team moving on from him. He is one of the best basketball coaches in the world. There is no doubt about it. He's a basketball genius, but they were able to to replace him with another very high level coach. And what do you have to say about Scariolo leaving this team, but also the arrival of Banky and what we can expect from Banky to give this virtus team during this season?
1: Well, as far as Scariolo, I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting it, but all I know now is that uh, an elite coach is out there without a team, so I'm pretty sure somebody's going to pick him up because, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you, like you said, like you said, one of the best coaches in the world, and he definitely deserves to have a job, of course. So. Uh, but I, I do think there are different coaches, even though they are both great. Uh, I think Scariolo is more like on a tactical level uh, and, and defensively. And Luka Benki more on a, a elite offensive team, like a lot of ball movement, a lot of shooting. And also uh, good defensively as well, though. I'm not trying to say that these teams don't play defense. But uh, if you look at what he did with Latvia, they were just so good offensively. They moved the ball around so nicely. And then they shot the ball very well from deep as well. So I believe Luka Banki is going to be a very good Euroleague coach as well with this Virtus team. So I am excited to see what they what they're able to do.
0: What's wild to think about when we speak about uh... These two coaches is like, I want to praise Banky because I really believe on the way that uh, he organizes his teams and he's able to squeeze the maximum that uh, you can squeeze from a basketball team. He's elite. He's he's up there with uh, anyone. But uh, when I make this type of statement, thinking that uh, Sergio Scariolo was the coach that was there before, I'm certainly not saying that Scariolo wasn't squeezing everything that he could squeeze from that team. He was doing amazing and he's a basketball genius. I just think that sometimes these uh, changes can uh, produce for teams and uh, I think that Virtus Bologna got in Banki a very good coach that uh, will be uh, a plus for this EuroLeague season and Virtus will be a team that will be very competitive. But we will get to what we expect from them in the next season. And this team has many, many rivals. But before that, let's just look into some of the, the top players that left. Jaiti is one of them. Baku is another. Manian, Teodosic. Ojale. Kyle Williams. And, of course, the head coach, Sérgio that uh, left. So several big names uh, leaving the team. But they also added some players. Some of them were Jalen Smith. Uh Dobric, Polonara, Brian Danson, and Devonte Kakuk. Let's start with uh, the guards. And they kept Hackett. They renewed with Paola. They still have on the roster Lundberg. Even if we have heard that there was a possibility of him leaving, apparently he is staying with this team. Cordinier is another player that will play in the guard positions. But the player that they added here was Jalen Smith. Do you think that Jalen Smith will be able to add to this Virtus team?
1: I do, uh, because uh, I think he provides something that those other guards don't, which is scoring the ball at a at a very nice uh, level uh, from uh, from all three levels as well. He can drive, he can shoot the three, he can shoot the mid range. So, so I think it's going to be a, a nice fit with those other guards. Uh, Ackett's more of a facilitator at this point. Paola is more of a defender. So I believe Jelene Smith will be able to help this team.
0: Before we move into the wing players, I know that you are a huge fan, as I am as well. How does a team move on from having Milo Stjodosic creating offensively? Well, I mean,
1: maybe bringing in a coach that wasn't coaching him the year before, so he doesn't have to make <laughs> that adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, of course... Milos is a legend and he's one of the best players of all time in EuroLeague. So it's a transition, but these other guards are going to have to step up now because they don't have that veteran, that that leader to, to lead the way for them. But, but I think these guys are capable of doing that and I believe they'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think they will be just fine and they will be able to find out the solutions. This was just an opportunity for us to once again praise Mila Stelzic that is uh, a genius <laughs> with the basketball. But let's talk about Dobric and a player that played very well for Serbia during the World Cup and also was playing in the EuroLeague last season. Do you think that uh, he will be able to contribute at a high level for this Virtus team? I do
1: because he's a high IQ player so I believe high IQ guys can fit anywhere and with a coach like Bunky who who preaches ball movement he's a guy that is a very nice cutter and, and he knows where to be on the court so I, I believe this guy can be a, a very very good help for for virtus. And I think he will contribute at a, at a very good level.
0: Toko Senghelia, Jordan Miki will have new teammates in the poor forward and center positions for this edition of the EuroLeague. Besides Kokuk, they added Brian Danson, a veteran, and Achille Polonara. What do you have to say about these three pieces that uh, Virtus added for their poor forward and center positions and what can... Uh, our listeners expect from them this season?
1: Well, starting off with uh, Devante Cook. Uh, I mean, he's a versatile player. Uh, he can play multiple positions. And I think he's a good scorer inside, uh, inside even though he's undersized for, for a four or five position. But he's a very strong player and he's going to bring energy every time he's on the floor. Uh, then Dunstan, uh, I think he's going to be more for a leadership role. Uh, we saw it last year with Efesh. He wasn't getting high, high minutes anymore because obviously he's older now, but he's very experienced and he can bring a lot of experience to this team. So I think in a reserved role, giving them about 10 minutes off the bench, he can play a nice role on this team and he can help them. uh, Even if it's just for the leadership that he can bring. And then Polonara, he struggled a lot when he went to FF and then he moved mid season to Zalgiris. And it wasn't really all that we expected from them. I think it was kind of disappointing season for him, Uh, but now uh, coming back to Italy and playing in his own country. Uh, I believe, similarly to TLC with Asvel, I think it's going to be a fresh start for him. And I believe that he won't have as much pressure as on those other two teams. So I think he will be better this season. And this is a very interesting team with guys like Shangela already, like you said, and Jordan Mickey. I think they have a very interesting front court and I'm curious to see how they will work out.
0: Yeah, sometimes these French starts can be the wonders for the players and i think that these players will be able to to be very intriguing pieces for this virtus team the final question about this virtus team is how do you expect them to play will they have a similar style will it be totally opposite style what will be those differences where can they thrive what are your concerns and finally how high can they expire to go well,
1: I think they're going to run more than, than last year, because they have a younger team now, and with guys like Kakuk, who is an energy guy, and Jalene Smith, who, who is a quick guard, I believe they can play faster and be more energetic, So, and because Luka Benke, uh likes his teams to, to move the ball and, and to sh- run and gun, I think he's going to try to implement that type of style. Uh, where they can get, I mean, like we've been saying, the EuroLeague is so good uh, this season, like, I don't see a scenario where they make the playoffs and they they have a very good team, a very good roster. And I think they will fit together and they have a great coach, but, but I just, I don't see them being better than other teams that I have in the playoff hunt. Maybe they can fight for a playing spot, but but I think it's going to be very hard because there are so many great teams like, Seriously, when we do our power rankings, I think that's going to be such an exciting episode because there's no bad teams this season. <laughs> I, I'm sure you agree with me on that. Yeah, so,
0: absolutely. There is no think, weak teams. Uh, yeah. There won't be any easy games.
1: At all. I, I think they're going to be an interesting team. I think they're going to play good basketball, but I, I just don't see them being up there in terms of talent. And, and I know Coach Banky does miracles like he did with Latvia, but I think it's going to be hard to do it for for a whole season. But uh, maybe they can prove me wrong. We'll, we'll be here to see that. But, uh, but for now, I, I don't have him in the playoff hunt.
0: Well, I just cannot bet against Coach Banky. So I will leave it in the air and let's see where I have them ranked once we do our power rankings. And that was a great plug for the episode we will have on the end of this previous series. We already told you guys that this will, we will have 10 episodes and uh, the first nine we will preview all 18 EuroLeague teams and around 10 episodes. Right before the start of the EuroLeague, we will have uh, a general preview of what to expect the competition, our favorite teams during this uh, this edition of the EuroLeague. So stay tuned, stick with us, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter at 2 EuroLeague, so you don't miss out on any new episodes that uh, we release. And as always, I'll be talking with you guys soon.
1: Bye, guys! See you on next episode.